Don't look now, but the Big 12 is off to a 5-1 and one start in bowl games. Let's go. Welcome in. I'm Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports. We cover the Big 12, and man, we are off and running in bowl season. I wanted to wait until all the bowl games were in the books, but I'm sitting here and I'm like a 5-1 and one start. I, we got to talk about this. We got to hop on and we got to do a little chatting together as the Big 12 is exceeding all expectations when it comes to bowl games thus far. Thanks for being a part of the show. Hit that thumbs up button on YouTube if you're joining us there. If you're on the podcast, what do you say, a late Christmas gift for me? Leave me a five-star rating. And if you want the review as well, leave a review. We'll get you hooked up with a Heartland College Sports Koozie when you send me a screenshot of your rating and review. To Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Follow us, Facebook, Instagram, and, of course, on Twitter and threads. So the Big 12 is having itself a great start to the bowl season. Things always seem to go pretty well. They have the last couple of years for this league when it comes to bowl games. Why? Because all the national fanboys and the run-of-the-mill talking heads who only watch the SEC and the Big Ten, they never realize like the Big 12 plays pretty good football, and the Big 12 competes, and the Big 12 cares, and the Big 12 goes into these bowl games with a bit of a chip on its shoulder, and it oftentimes, especially as of late, has worked out well for this league. And we are seeing it once again to start this bowl season. Now, Kansas State has the most impressive win thus far. They beat NC State on Thursday night um, in a game that, uh, you know, was Kansas State basically from start to finish. It looked like for a little bit, NC State might be making that comeback, but Kansas State hangs on and wins 2019 in the Pop-Tarts Bowl. I'll tell you what, my uh, daughters were digging the Pop-Tarts, guys, that were popping out of the fake toaster oven. My oldest, who's five, she's like, Dad, isn't he going to burn with the guy in the toaster? I mean, I've never had so much fun with two toddlers watching a bowl game like I did watching the Pop-Tarts Bowl with Kansas State and NC State. And then the best part, of course, is that Kansas State wins the game, even though the second half was looking dicey there for a little bit. And the officials tried to make sure the ACC got itself a bowl win, but no, 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 no. Chris Kleiman, Avery Johnson, DJ Giddens, and Cooper Beebe, the rest of the Wildcats, were having none of that as their business on Thursday night in that Pop-Tarts Bowl. But it was one of the better games of the bowl season. You had a lot of the big names playing, not a lot of opt-outs. I mean, you know, Will Howard's an obvious one, but Avery Johnson was more than capable. And if you're a Kansas State fan, you got a glimpse to the future of what this program's going to look like. I mean, Chris Kleiman said it to ESPN after the game about Avery Johnson. He said, quote, he, he's great, and it's going to catapult us into 2024. That's what he said. He grew up a bunch tonight, and it's going to catapult us into 2024. And he's right, because the second half was not easy for Avery Johnson. The second half... He was not looking nearly as good as the first half, but when they needed that game-winning drive, even after a touchdown was brought back for a penalty, on a third and long, he runs it down the left side for a first down, keeps the drive alive, and then, of course, the touchdown comes you know, shortly thereafter. So it was the kind of game where Avery Johnson grew up. 
And Kansas State is going to be a team that is at the top of the Big 12 come 2024. I'm not saying they're going to win it, but they are going to be a competitor at and near the top of the Big 12 for years to come under Chris Kleiman, especially in 2024 with Avery Johnson and many of the pieces that are coming back. So you have got to be thrilled right now if you're a Kansas State football fan and looking to the future of this program, where it's at, where it's headed, and the fact that you have an expanded playoff. So you know, almost with certainty, the Big 12 champion is going to be in the playoff next year with a chance to compete for a national title. And why not Kansas State? You should feel very good about your chances going into the 2024 season in what's going to be a wide open year in the Big 12. So uh, there's so much to get to here as the Big 12 is off to a 5-1 and one start. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports. Subscribe to the channel. Thanks for being here. Now, the other very impressive win to me, and yeah, there's a lot of them to talk about. We haven't gotten through all of them yet. But the other team that to me really used this game as a springboard into 2024 is West Virginia, which beat North Carolina in the Dukes Mayo Bowl on Wednesday night. Now, West Virginia is a team that you look at and you say to yourself, okay, this team was picked to finish last in the Big 12 before the season, and they just wrapped up a nine-win campaign. The West Virginia Mountaineers. Not a lot of people. In fact, I don't know the most diehard Mountaineers fan. That was predicting that before the season, but here we are. West Virginia has had itself an improbable but also highly successful season that capped off an impressive fashion. Now, I get it. Drake May is not playing for UNC. But if you think that game was just about Drake May and that's the difference, no, you saw the Mountaineers making plays on both sides of the ball. Frankly, you saw guys like Beanie Bishop, yes, Garrett Green, but you saw uh, Traylon Ray. A lot of these guys step up and really build momentum into next season. The defense brought it. I mean, they were all over the place in their game on Wednesday night. And trusting the climb for West Virginia suddenly actually means something. There's a climb to trust. That was the problem for West Virginia. Neil Brown was saying trust the climb as he goes five and seven, six and six, you know, five and seven, seven and five. It's like no climbing going on here. There finally is a climbing that you're seeing. And you're seeing nines, and you're seeing a program that, by the way, you talk about a Brand-new-looking Big 12 in 2024, and you're going to say if you're a West Virginia fan, why not us? And that's exactly what you should be saying if you're a West Virginia fan. Why not us in 2024? With Green coming back, with C.J. Donaldson and Jaheim White, which to me is going to be the best one-two punch in the Big 12 in 2024 at running back, um, you're going to have a lot of good pieces back on both sides that you can build around. And the league is going to be so wildly unpredictable. Strength of schedule is going to be something that comes into play as much as anything else. That's the crazy part, you know, because now you're going to have a 16-team league. So it's not like the last 10 years when you had the round robin, excluding, of course, this year. 
But for 10 years, the Big 12 had the round robin, and you knew you were going to play everybody. It was just a matter of homer away, and it would rotate every other year. Now, going forward, the Big 12 is actually going to be able to look at the schedules, or you know, we're going to be able to look at the schedules with you and actually analyze, hey, who's got a shot based on how their schedule breaks? And that's going to be as much fun as anything else as we look ahead to the future Big 12 with 16 teams with, of course, Colorado, Utah, and the Arizona schools coming in next year and Oklahoma and Texas heading on out the door. But a lot of positivity, a lot of momentum. Kudos to Neil Brown. He got a mayonnaise bath. I still think the loser of the Duke's Mayo Bowl should get the mayonnaise bath, not the winner. Why we're dumping mayonnaise on the winner, I don't understand. But, hey, that's college football. And did you see, was it the Holiday Bowl, USC, Lincoln, Riley, got eggnog dumped on them? Stop trying to copy the Duke's Mayo Bowl by dumping eggnog in the winning coach. And frankly, I couldn't tell if that was eggnog or if that was a Colin Cowherd explosion going on the head of Lincoln Riley. I Somebody can maybe answer that for me. I wasn't sure which one it was, but, um, you know, I guess the jury's still out. <laughs> the jury is still out on that. I just saw the videos on social media. I was not watching Lincoln Riley's Holiday Bowl. But anyway, um, now you want to talk about running backs. This week, in many ways, is the week of the running back in the Big 12. Devin Neal announced he's coming back in 2024 for the Kansas Jayhawks. So it is going to be, you know, so many of these dopes that call themselves college football analysts on ESPN – They still think it's like 2013 where the Big 12 doesn't run the ball, doesn't play defense, air raid offense. They still think like Mike Leach is alive and coaching in the Big 12. That's how ridiculously foolish some of these guys are. Um, If you look at the Big 12, it may go into 2024, I think it will, with the best stable of running backs in America. Just look at the guys coming back. Ali Gordon will be back for Oklahoma State. I mentioned the two-headed monster of C.J. Donaldson and Jaheim White at West Virginia. D.J. Giddens, Kansas State. Devin Neal, Abu Sama, Iowa State. I mean, you have some uh, Taj Brooks at Texas Tech, R.J. Harvey at UCF. You have some huge names of guys who are going to be back in the Big 12 next year who are going to be just monsters in this conference. And, you know, I get it. The people that only watch the Big Ten and the SEC aren't going to know this, but that's why you're here. That's why you're on this show. Because you want to cut through the SEC Big Ten fanboy crap that's on ESPN and Fox all day. This conference is so undercovered. It's how this show started. It's how this website began almost 10 years ago now. And I'm working in media. I'm covering college football. And I'm like, all these guys talk about is the SEC and the Big Ten. And we got some incredible football happening in the Big 12. I didn't know what the 10 years since then would bring. Obviously, it's become the largest Big 12 media outlet that exists, Um, you know, with Millions of you consuming our content on a monthly basis. We're grateful to you for that. Uh, But, man, I saw 
and opening the marketplace. We jumped on it. I'm glad we did. By the way, jump on our message boards. They're free. Members forums on the homepage. We're building that up. Uh, make sure you log in and sign up there. Once again, just a free way to interact with other Big 12 fans away from social media, really build up that community. I'd love for you to consider that. But um, this is why we exist. Because where else are you going to hear about how the Big 12 will have the best stable of running backs in America next year? Nowhere. Nowhere. They're going to be fawning over the third-string guy at Alabama. But you look at the Big 12, you look at what's coming back at that position. It is really impressive. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports. Welcome in. Thanks for being here as a part of the show. Um, Meantime, the Texas Bowl. Texas, of course, uh, excuse me, not the uh, Texas, but Oklahoma State beats Texas A&M in the Texas Bowl. 31-23, and, uh, you know, Mike Gundy gets another 10-win season. Who saw that coming after a loss to South Alabama? We were trying to find one conference win on the schedule. Mike Gundy finishes in the top 20. Um, He will end up in the top 20. He gets to the Big 12 championship game, and he's got another 10-win season under his belt. So, heck of a season for Mike Gundy this year for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. But, of course, this was a win over the SEC. And this leads me to a former Big 12 player. I want to make sure I have all the tweets correctly noted here. But a former Big 12 player who was calling out the SEC in a beautiful way. Noah Daniels played cornerback at TCU. And... Uh, Noah Daniels, after Oklahoma State won, you know, said what I've been saying for a very long time. And he said, he tweeted out on Wednesday night after Oklahoma State beat Texas A&M, SEC, SEC, exclamation points all over the place. And Noah Daniels then gets a lot of people in his mentions. And he gets people saying, dude, we're down 31 players, chill out. And Noah Daniels responds and says, I'm just saying the way people talk about how big the gap is, that shouldn't matter. Y'all supposedly got depth and players better than most Big 12 starters. And that's exactly right. That's exactly the point that Noah Daniels is making that SEC fanboys use all the time. They say, oh, our third stringer could be a starter in the Big 12. And then when they're backups or third stringers get an opportunity in a bowl game and they lose to a big 12 team. It's like, dude, chill out. We're down a bunch of starters. Well, hold on a second. You were telling me in August that all your backups and third stringers would be starting in the big 12. So which one is it, man? Noah Daniels called him out perfectly. The former TCU player. So he's got guys all over his mentions and he's calling all of them out. And he also said the one troll, and I like this one from Noah Daniels. So I, you know, I didn't think I'd be talking about Noah Daniels. Not that he's, I'm sure, a decent guy, but I didn't think I'd be talking about former TCU cornerbacks on the show. He says here, you guys get the five stars every year. Where's the depth? Where's the development? What happened in next man up context and whatever? Shouldn't have played the game then because if you win, it's SEC, SEC. And when you lose, it's we lost players. That a boy, Noah Daniels. 
I mean, that is fantastic work out of Noah Daniels. It's what I've been saying for years. This is why the SEC has a built-in excuse and the media allows this to happen where if an SEC team loses or an SEC as a conference has a bad bowl season, it's always like, oh, come on. They have opt-outs. You know, they don't care. They're in the SEC, so they don't really care about bowl games. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. You guys always say they're the deepest conference, the best, the backups, the third stringers. They could play anywhere else. And then even if that happens and they get an opportunity to showcase themselves and they don't perform well, there's always a built-in excuse. Well, they don't care. They're in the SEC. It doesn't matter. They're looking ahead. They're looking at different things. And that's not how it works. And that's not how it should work. And good on Noah Daniels for calling him out and saying it like it is. I love everything about that by the former TCU cornerback. So good on him. Now, yeah, I um, also want to touch on a Kansas UNLV. Kansas getting the win on, that was Tuesday night over UNLV in the guaranteed a rate bowl. KU put up 49 points in what was just a difficult game to watch. I'm sorry, but these late games, these 8 o'clock bowl games during the week, it's ridiculous. These games should be starting at 7.30 at the latest. Um, They take a while, it seems like. They take longer than the average regular season game at times. By the way, we're talking about games ending after midnight on the East Coast. It's completely unnecessary. It just, it doesn't, I I know you got to stack these things back to back to back to back. Um, but if there's a little overlap, it's not going to kill anybody. It's really not. I know ESPN doesn't want it. They pay a lot of money for these things, but they run too late. Uh, you saw that in this game, as you've seen in many of the bowl games this week. But, you know, for Kansas, the story to me coming out of the Kansas game is Jason Bean. Jason Bean is a guy... And the idea of a Jason Bean happening again in college football and college sports, for that matter, is going to become less and less frequent. Jason Bean, of course, threw six touchdowns. He tossed for 450 yards. But here's a guy who transferred in from North Texas, and he did it under the prior regime. And then he lost a starting job, if he really ever had one, a couple of years back. And it was clear Jalen Daniels was the guy. But Jason Bean doesn't enter the transfer portal. He doesn't go somewhere else. He hangs in there. He plays at Kansas. He plays an important role for this program the last couple of years as it's ascended to being one of the top-tier teams in the Big 12 and will be going forward for as long as Lance Leipold is around. It's the stories that we love about college sports, guys that hung around and made an impact and left a legacy. And I hate to say it, but the future of college sports does not include stories like Jason Beans because those guys are leaving. Those guys are not going to continue on as is in college athletics. Jason Beans and, and many like him will have hit the portal a year or two ago and won't have this kind of memory and this kind of moment that he'll remember forever, that Kansas football fans will remember forever, and that's too bad because that's part of what makes college sports great. It's part of what makes it exciting. 
seeing these guys coming as kids, 18, 19 years old, develop through a program, go through the ups and downs, get their big moments, their big opportunities, leave their legacies. Watching programs build in football and basketball is what makes this fun for a lot of us. It's not that I don't want the players to have opportunities to go where they want to go, and I'm not trying to handcuff anybody here. I'm just pointing out, I don't want to say the obvious, but what is actually happening and what is going to continue to happen in college sports until things change. Jason Bean is a great story. Seems like an incredible young man. Honestly, I think he deserves a shot with some NFL team in some capacity. I don't know what it'll look like, but I think he deserves it. And I think he'll earn it to some degree. But if you're a Kansas fan, enjoy it. Because, man, uh, that's the kind of guy that you can root for. He stuck around. He had his moment. He had a big role in this season becoming what it became for the Kansas Jayhawks, getting to the nine-win mark in what has continued to be one of the most incredible coaching turnarounds I've seen in my lifetime with Lance Leipold in not even three full years. Not even three full years. Think about that. He came in in April. So April will be three years for Lance Leipold. And what he's done for what was the worst Power 5 program in all of college football, is absolutely beyond impressive. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports, it is great to be here with you. We so appreciate you joining us on the show. Hit the thumbs up before you leave us on YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast. And uh, make sure you hit five stars on the ratings. That would be a nice late Christmas gift for us. We'd appreciate you doing that. And if you want a free Heartland College Sports koozie as well, all you got to do is leave that rating and review and send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And our free message boards... Um, those are on heartlandcollegesports.com. So be sure to check those out. Join the conversation there. (laughs) Gage says, I think we should dump Lincoln Riley and Duke's Mayo just for being Lincoln Riley. I think all of Norman, Oklahoma would join you on that gauge. Um, I, I, I do not think you'd have any, any, any one who would be upset with you on that front. No doubt about it. Uh, Tony asks if I'm Paul Feinbaum's anemic son. You know, you can say a lot of things about me that are not so nice, but I'm confident that uh, Paul Feinbaum is not beating me in an arm wrestling match. I pr- I, I prom- I'm not here to brag. I'm just promising you that Paul Feinbaum is not beating me in an arm wrestling match. No way, uh, no how. Dylan says, uh, Kansas State will never get the credit they deserve because they are in the Big 12. Go Cats. That's absolutely right. Here's what's got to happen. The Big 12's got to make some noise in the 12-team college football playoffs starting next year. That's what's got to happen. Got to win at least a game, make some noise, and make these dopes, these college football um, national analysts, air quotes, dopes, realize there's some damn good football being played in this league, and we're going to cover it all at Heartland College Sports. We appreciate you guys. I'm Pete Mundo. Check us out. Go to the website. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll be talking to you soon. Took a little time off over Christmas, was out of town with family, but we're back in the saddle, so make sure you are subscribed to the show. Thanks, guys. Take care. Talk to you soon.